Hello, hello. My name is Michael, and I welcome you to What's Your Career, where careers are examined one at a time. Today's guest features Andrew Hyde, a physical therapist. Andrew is a man of passion and a man of accomplishment. He is a family man who sacrificed much time and money to get to the professional level he is at now. Andrew is a people person, which is definitely required for growth as a physical therapist. Now, let's hear the interview. Welcome to the podcast, Andrew. It is good to have you here. That's good to be here. Thanks for joining me. Um, so before we get started, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Uh, so yeah, I'm Andrew Hyde. Uh, I'm a physical therapist. Um, and I absolutely love my job. Uh, I live here in Houston, Texas, and uh, have a family and four kids. And yeah, love doing what I do. Awesome. Four kids. What what ages are your kids? So I have a 15-year-old uh, boy, a 13-year-old girl, uh, and then I have a 10-year-old boy and a 7-year-old boy. Wow. They, they must keep you busy, I assume, right? With all the activities and school things and homework and all of the above, right? That is life. But I assume you love it and you wouldn't have it any other way. Well, absolutely. That, that that's what I mean. That is life. Like that is why I live. Oh, okay. So it's exciting. It's uh, I, yeah. I absolutely enjoy every single day that I get to go and watch a game or be part of a new experience or you know even the drama that comes up. It's just fun. You have something to do that way. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know we all sometimes could use a little more drama. Maybe yeah. sometimes a little less at other times, but. But yeah, <laughs> you're right on that. Okay, and uh, all right. Well, let's let's talk about your career and how you how you provide for that wonderful family of yours. So, uh, you said your job title is a physical therapist. Is there anything else you want? You know, any other job title you have? Uh, I am a director um, at the clinic I work at, and I'm also a part owner or a what's called a partner. Um, in our company and uh, yeah, physical therapist. My degree is a, I'm called a doctor of physical therapy, but we usually just go by physical therapist. Okay. And how many, how many years have you had your, your current position? So I've been in my current position actually since I started. So since 2010, awesome. yeah. Uh, so 11 years. 11 years. Mm -hmm. Um, so what were you, were you in school before then? I was, uh, so there was, you know, undergraduate, uh, which was, you know, I, I did the super senior program cause I didn't decide till later. I wanted to be a physical therapist. Uh, so sure. I had five, five, five years of undergraduate, uh, at BYU, uh -huh. Idaho, BYU, Idaho. And then I did graduate school in Nova Southeastern university, which was a three-year program to get the doctorate. Okay. So you went straight from the bachelor's degree to a uh, a PhD or a doctorate degree. Right. In this case, it's a clinical doctorate. So a PhD would be actually one more year, which then I would not only have my DPT at my clinical doctorate, but then also a PhDPT, which I did not decide to go to. I actually like the clinic, not the lab. So <laughs> I'm sticking with the clinic. Hey, I, I, you know, that's important that you found what you like and you did what you did to, to get to where you want to be ultimately. Uh, that. That's great. So how, I guess, when did you, uh, I want to ask this question, then we'll jump back to those other ones. But uh, 
how did you decide that this is the route you wanted to take and, and pursue that three-year program? <laughs> so I'll give you the short version of it. Um, I have to mention my first degree in college was, uh, or not my first degree, but my first major uh, professed at least was technical theater because I had a scholarship in that. <laughs> I did it in high school and uh, found wow. out that, that, yeah, big jump, right? I found out that was a hobby. Um, and uh, had some very truthful teachers, uh, professors that, that were straightforward about it and were like, hey, look, this is a hobby. Um, so I started looking for other stuff. Um, it wasn't until late into my sophomore year and early into my junior year where I finally decided I wanted to be a physical therapist. Um, and it was because as I was taking generals, um, still <laughs> getting some of the courses out of the way, just trying to figure right. out how to go. Um, I took anatomy and physiology and I did really well in it. I got a, a, a high A in that class. Um, and my professor called me into his, um, into his office and he said, Hey, are you going into medical school? And I said, uh, no way. <laughs> he said, well, why not? I said, well, cause I would like to have a family. I'd like to see them. And I don't agree with the late hours that they work. And, you know, I don't, think that yeah, eight, yeah, 18, absolutely. 24 hours in a row would be good for me. I said, but I, you know, this has been a really in interesting course. I loved it. And he said, well, yeah, you, you did really well. He's like, nobody does really well in this course. and doesn't go to dental school or medical school. So I said, well, you know, no, thank you. And he said, what are you interested in? And at the time I was a personal trainer and um, I was actually not only just a personal trainer, but I was directing the gym at uh, BYU Idaho on campus, and he said, "Well, there you go. That's you know an interest." So yeah, but that's you know I, I actually want to be with the people because to have a successful gym, you own it, and then you stop working with the people. I was like, I don't want that. And so he said, "Well, have you ever looked into physical therapy?" And from that standpoint, or from that that point on i was i he kind of led me towards it and gave me a couple of mentors and i started you know shadowing in physical therapy offices and i was like this is it this is the stuff right here so <laughs> that's what wow. helped me get into it wow uh that's amazing that you had a, a a professor you said that was that you know engaged with you and understood you and was willing to work with you and talk with you i feel like that's a that's a rare situation where a professor really sticks their nose out for you and helps you find your career. That's, that's amazing. That's we're still really good friends. Yeah. We're still really good friends. Oh, I'm I've sure. been up to campus a couple other times and we hung out together. And, uh, after, even after I graduated, we would, we went uh, cross country skiing a couple of times and we, I mean, we just, we've had a good friendship. We keep uh, in wow. touch. And so it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And the other really cool thing that, uh, you know, I appreciate you saying is that you identified, you know, maybe it wasn't super early on, but it was early on enough. You identified that, that your previous path that you had chosen was a hobby and it wasn't a right. career. Uh, and I think a lot of people get those mixed up and they think hobbies <laughs> are careers and, and don't know how to separate fun things from work things. And, and that, you know, that's great that you identified that and were able to kind of get your priorities straight, uh, you know, by separating hobbies from what you wanted your professional life to look like. So that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, okay. It sounds like you're, you're pretty happy in your career, but how would, how would you rate 
your happiness with your job from from a one to a ten. One being you're just extremely unhappy and miserable to ten, you know, couldn't get any better. I absolutely love what I do. Uh, I tell my patients that I tell my employees that I tell my family that I tell myself that, uh, it's never going to be perfect. So I've got to give it a nine, you know, there's always something yeah. and it's more of the situation I'm in and can, and how it can always be better. But I absolutely love what I do as a career. It's, it's awesome. a nine for sure. Great. What about the job function itself? So not how happy you are, but how do you how do you enjoy the work, the actual function from a from a one to a ten? Yeah, that's that's a I like the differentiation there because the function itself, uh, especially for me, involves a couple of different things. It's not just the physical therapist part of it, but it also involves the director part of it, which is actually and also the partner part of it, which is those two things have heightened my enjoyment because I get to mentor people and I also get to mold and manipulate things that I want to happen. And so that's increased my enjoyment with work. Um, then there's sides, you know, where it's like, uh, I have to deal with insurance companies and credentialing and sometimes disgruntled patients. And so if you put that all together, I think that puts me at about an eight or so. Still really high. Yeah. Um, still you know, really despite high. despite the paperwork and the insurance and the angry customers, which most jobs have some aspect of, of right. all of that. Um right. you know, you're still up there at an eight. Uh, you know, yeah. those numbers really tell me that, you know, you're not leaving anytime soon. You you like no, what you true. do, you're proud of it. Uh and th- you know, you're the kind of person I like to talk to. I like to figure out what people <laughs> love to do for work. And so you're a great candidate. So uh, glad to have you here. So, so now let's kind of back up a little bit and uh, you know, go back to your college degree and, and what happened after you, you got your doctorate degree and how did you get into the particular role that you've in and you've had, you know, your whole career thus far? Yeah. So, um, so my college degree was health science with an emphasis in sports medicine. Uh, and I, you know, I gotta say this, what, what got me into Nova Southeastern university, which is my doctoral program, uh, was actually the experiences I had as an undergraduate student, um, at at the university of BYU, Idaho, all of the funding goes towards students having experiences. And so I got to, uh, I mentioned I got to direct the fitness center and be on the president's council. Uh, I got to shadow uh, in multiple physical therapy clinics, and those were set up through uh, internships. And then I also got to be on the field and do uh, athletic training hours. Uh, I also got to do wellness center, uh, 25 hours of wellness center hours, which was counseling people. And so like when I applied to Nova Southeastern University, I had a I think it had a three, seven, eight. So, I mean, that was, that was three, five, I think is average for, for PT grad school at that time. I think it's actually a three, seven now. So I, it was somewhat competitive. My GRE was not good. I will be very honest. It was hmm. not good. <laughs> um, and well, that's it doesn't the, matter. It doesn't right. matter when you have the right connections and you've got and all the right it. hookups. That was it. It, it. it was when they saw, and they told me that when, when they called me in, they said, man, with, this experience you have, you, you are uncomparable to any of our other candidates. And that's why we want you. 
because you have these this resume coming in. And so it wasn't me. It was the opportunities given to me. So I really am indebted to BYU-Idaho and the experiences that I had there. Um, now, as far as my uh, my doctoral degree at, at uh, Nova Southeastern University, um, they the last year, and, and this is kind of cool too, is I was the second class of, of doctors of physical therapy. And so they were in the the stages of reforming their program. And and this was nationwide, right? Because this wasn't available except for, I think it was 2007 when I was, when I started 2006 was the first doctor class. So we were the second doctor class. Um, And so they were doing a whole lot of kind of revamping and rethinking things. And, and it was awesome because we got to grow and really experience in a laboratory kind of way. And I don't, I wouldn't trade it for anything because of, of the experiences we had because of the novice opportunity and nature of it. Um, but a great school. I absolutely love Nova Southeastern university gave me uh, a lot of experience as they, the, the last year, um, the way they structured it was we were pretty much, uh, out on clinical rotations for the last year. And one of our professors would set up those rotations for us. And, and my wife and I, after discussing, because her family's from Houston, said, hey, look, why don't we go for a year to Houston? We can be close to family while I'm doing my rotations. You can have help from grandparents and it'll be great. And, you know, we'll see what happens. So we're here in Houston and uh, I think I'd already done one or two rotations and my rotation, one of my rotations fell through. And that's kind of a big deal because it's got to be all actually mm-hmm. fairly yeah. perfectly lined out so that you, you're not behind. One of them fell through. And I get this call from my professor who sets them up. She says, hey, I've got this outpatient clinic. They're willing to take you. You know, I need you over there right now, basically. And that's when I walked into my current job. And and, and wow. I walked in and, yeah, and I met my boss. Uh, <laughs> And I was, he was my clinical instructor and uh, I was his student for six weeks in an outpatient physical therapy setting. And he, 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 at the end of that clinical rotation, he said, Hey, you know, I'm impressed. He said, I, I want to offer you a job and I want to offer you two jobs actually. And it's kind of two in one. He said, if you work for me for a year here in my clinic, which is in Cinco Ranch, uh, he said, then I have another clinic in Katy that I want you to run for me. And as long as things go smoothly in about a year, you're going to transition to that and you're going to be the director over there. And I was like, sweet. (laughs) So I'm going to guess and say that that is highly unusual to become a director with one year of experience. Yes. So uh, yes. In fact, I spoke with my classmates and they were like, "Uh, yeah, nobody else, you know, we had 50 in our class and nobody else, had anything else like that? They were like, "That's pretty awesome." <laughs> so, wow, very so, cool. So you got to skip. You got to skip basically making a resume, any job hunting, <laughs> cold cold applications online. Uh, it looks like the door uh, opened at the right time for you to step in. So true. And and you know, uh, of course, it wasn't just dumb luck. You, you know, you put in the hard work. You were a good right. patient. You worked hard. You showed what you were worth. And, you know, in the end, it paid off in, in a way that probably you weren't expecting, which is which is excellent to hear. So that's how you ended up at the job you're at. You, you finished your rotations and you just immediately jumped on board. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I had to take my board exams and all that kind of stuff, and he was very lenient with me while I studied. But that was pretty much that was pretty much it. I right after uh, we finished rotations, I I came back and we set up camp here and bought a home and <laughs> uh, been wow. working there ever since. Yeah. So so within the the one year, were you actually able to open up the the new office? Yes. So the the new office actually had already been running for years. He he was basically directing the two of them, but kind of in fact at that time there were three clinics and he was he was kind of running all three of them and he wanted somebody's help with running one of them on site. But yeah, it was it was actually a little less than a year that I I think I had started in June and then I think I took over at the Katie Clinic in in February uh, or, or maybe March. So it was a little less than a year, um, the following year. Wow. So, well yeah. done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, so now that you've, uh, been doing this for 10 or 11 years, um, what's kind of the, the, the three or four things that occupy all of your time? What do you actually do for 40, 50 hours a week? And <laughs> I guess on that note, how many hours a week do you work? Uh, so, um, anywhere from 45 or 50, um, to, I don't know, sometimes when it's crazy or there's a little more work to do, I'll go up to, you know, 55 or so, but during COVID, of course, I was working 14 hour days for four months. So that was kind of crazy. <laughs> well, you know, it was a sacrifice a lot of people made and, yeah. you know, better the nation. So, yes. You know. Yeah. But that's about average. Maybe, maybe 45 to 50 is probably about right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then what would be like the top three or four things you do or that take up, you know, 90% of your time? Sure. So, um, treating patients, you know, definitely takes up probably, I would say, 60% of the time. There's a good chunk of that time that is spent doing paperwork. Um, that's the unfortunate thing. Luckily, I, we are able to figure out how to do it almost simultaneous, simultaneously. And that's nice um, so that we can, you know, when we need to have our eyes on our patients and taking care of them, we can. But luckily, due to technology today, we can have our laptops in front of us and kind of be back and forth between the two and documenting as we go, which is kind of nice because that way you have a more accurate note sometimes because it's it's kind of more real time. And then right. the, the, the last percentage of time is, is management. Um, and management includes everything from working with uh, my receptionist to make sure that she's, you know, getting the, the right uh, reports in to making sure that she's communicating with our patients that we're getting in to marketing, which I do, I, I usually, I will do in-person marketing every week, usually two to three hours. Um, and then also mentoring, like I said before my, so I do run another clinic uh, and that's what I, our part partner on is a, I, I'm a partner with the original owner um, that hired me. He and I opened up a clinic about two and a half years ago together. And so I satellite, partner with him and uh, run that other clinic. And so I'll be on the phone often and emailing often to that other director uh, at the new clinic and answering questions and mentoring. 
Well, congratulations on that. I'm sure that, you know, was quite the accomplishment to be able to open up your own clinic and, you know, do the hiring needed to make that, you know, get up and running. That's, that's awesome. It's pretty fun. So do you have like an assistant or do you have, uh, you know, front desk people, so to say, that take care of a lot of that paperwork and scheduling and, uh, you know, those aspects of the job? Yeah. So my receptionist handles our scheduling um, and our, you know, receiving, you know, new patients and that sort of thing, getting everything set up, verifying insurances, talking to and interfacing with all the insurance companies, um, making sure patients have all their needs met, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, And then I have, oh, go ahead. No, no, all you. Okay, so so I have a physical therapy assistant, and he is able to do treatment uh, in the clinic. So any any patient I've evaluated, he can do treatment on. And then I also have another physical therapist on the site that works there as our staff physical therapist. And so we we uh, we have an open gym, and we're all literally uh, within. And I think it's about fifteen hundred square foot room. Um, and we have about oh six to well the pre COVID we had eight tables in there. <laughs> right now we're running usually about six um, tables. Right. Um, and 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 then all of our gym equipment's in there as well. So we're kind of literally back to back the whole time in the room, um, just treating our patients, and it's fun because it's interactive. I mean, we're just chit chatting the whole time. Our patients are back and forth and making friendships and my office staff are, you know, back and forth and a receptionist is kind of, you know, talking back and forth with us too. And everybody's just really enjoying it. It's a really great environment. Um, but then we also have the opportunity to interact in a professional manner and be like, Hey, I'm kind of stumped over here. Or sometimes to our, I don't know if our, sometimes we'll ask our patients, Hey, this is really rare. Can I have my other <laughs> colleagues come over and take a look at this? And, huh. Yep. Uh, yep. So there's a lot of interaction that way. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. With your job, I mean, sure, there are books and all sorts of resources to help you figure out what's going on. But ultimately, it's problem solving. And sometimes right. certain things work for certain people and other times they don't. That's and right. uh, everybody's a little bit different. And and so, you know, you've got to be a problem solver, I would imagine, and, and think quickly. I, you know, I've gone to, to rehab for, a, you know, back injury and I've, you know, been to a chiropractor and done some, some therapy afterwards. And, you know, sometimes they sit there and they scratch their head and think, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what to do. Right. Very and, true. And so, you know, I'm sure your 10, 11 years of experience has, uh, you know, you've you've become more and more comfortable with that with that scenario that you encounter regularly, and maybe you have to scratch your head a little less than you did five years ago. I would imagine. No, you, you know what? That's one of the things I love about my job, though, is it's it it every day can be different because each patient can present in such different ways, and the and that's kind of one of the moves to the doctorate that physical therapy has made is that we're much more engaged. We're much more thinking about the patient and the impairments than we are about a diagnosis. And so now we see this patient as why are they moving that way? Why do they have these discrepancies in their strength or the range of motion or whatever? But then you put it all together in the functional um, activity that they're doing and and then you can kind of like watch and literally, like you said, be stumped for a minute and then come up with something that is totally like out of like 
out of your brain. You know, it's not from a book. Right. It's nothing that somebody sat there during class and taught you or anything like that. It's actually like tailored for the patient that you're working with. And for me, that is exciting to like see something both fail and succeed that as they see a patient, okay, they have this problem, they have that problem or impairment or whatever. And, and they present this way or that way. And it's a little different than what I've seen, but I, I know this, I know that. And then putting it all together and then seeing it work is like so cool. And you, every day, you know, I get to do that and that is exciting. That is really cool. That is, that's very, that's gotta be very rewarding because not only are you doing your job well, but you're, you're, you know, in your eyes, you are actually helping people with their lives in a very direct way. And I think a lot of people get personal satisfaction from seeing people smile, from making people's lives better. And, you know, a lot of jobs out there, you're not making people's lives better in a very direct way, but you are. And that's, that's a very cool reality that you get to experience every single day. It is very rewarding. Uh, I'm a little jealous if I'm honest. That's, <laughs> you know, you, you get to actually make people smile regularly and you know, what a blessing, what a, what a great, what a great situation to be in. And of course with that, you always have people that walk out, unhappy, unsatisfied, and you've got to deal with that as well. But that's just part of the job, I assume. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I, and that was, I was thinking about that a little bit. I, in a year, I treat about 1500 to 2000 new patients. Okay. So that I get to know that many new people each year. I, again, maybe not all new, a lot of them are repeats too, but I guess new evaluations is what I mean. And out of all those people, I can tell you that literally maybe three to five of them are bad apples, but everyone else is so awesome. And that's why I really like my jobs. I get to know these people in a very intimate way. I'm, I'm engaged with many of them, you know, for an hour straight for a month, sometimes month and a half, you know, and sometimes more. Some of my patients are there for six months. I get to know these people very intimately. And they have all different walks of life and beliefs and experiences and, and people are just beautiful. And I love interacting with them because of that. Like I said, there's only five, three to five bad apples that come around the corner. So unfortunately I remember every one of the bad apples names. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It's so hard to remember all the other 1500, but people are awesome. I think that's one thing that I really enjoy about my job is I just get to meet and engage with so many awesome people all the time. And it really builds me up on humanity. And I, I don't believe all the media junk that, you know, says we're all going to pot, you know, it's like, no, this is, people are good. And I do not you, believe that. <laughs> I, you know, I have to agree with you. And I, so I love country music and I think it's Luke Bryan who sings a song and, and he says, I believe most people are good. That's kind of like one of the main lines of the song. And I was thinking yes. about that song the other day and I said, you know what? That, what a great message that is. I, and I think it's true. Yeah. There's all sorts of bad things out there, but most people are good. And I really, I believe that as well. And that that's awesome that you get to experience that and you actually can put some numbers on it based on your experience <laughs> that yes, most people are actually good. So, yep. well, well, that's awesome. Uh, so describe to me just, just real quick. Who are your patients? What kind of situations are they in? Why are they sure. coming to you? Sure. 
so I, I see post-operative patients. So, you know, and, and all of them, I shouldn't say all of them, the majority of them are orthopedic based, you know, it re- regarding, you know, different joints of the body. I do treat a little bit of neuro sometimes, which would be more like um, somebody who has MS or Parkinson's or a stroke or something like that, or traumatic brain injury. But the majority of the patients I treat are orthopedic based. Um, so I, I treat post-operative patients that come in from uh, after surgeries um, and need, you know, rehab to, to get that joint working again or to get back to walking or to throwing or to just doing their job or whatever that is. So I work, you know, work comp, I work with work comp patients too, getting them back to their, um, those skills and functional activities needed to be able to do their jobs. Um, I also work with, uh, athletes, which I really love. That's something I'm pretty passionate about as well. Um, I love working with the younger population. I love working with, Um, how motivated they are, but I also like it because there's a lot of thinking and there's a lot of um, problem solving and, you know, and just the energy of it. That's really fun. And then there's always just your average Joes, uh, your weekend warriors, your car accidents, you know, your overuse injuries, your computer people that are sitting (laughs) sitting at the computer all day long, which I have seen so many since COVID. Everybody has gone to the office uh, at home and there are so many people coming in going, oh, my neck, my back. Ever since I've been bad, sitting. Yeah, bad ergonomics at home. Yes. That's for sure. Yes, yep. yes. So you- that's my patient base. Um, so, yeah, I, and I, you know, it could be everything from a, and this is what's funny. Sorry, let me let me do that again. Yeah, go um, ahead. I'm just gonna cut that little part out and yeah, you know, no problem. Make it work. <laughs> so you say most of your patients are post-operative. So does that mean like they're post-elective surgeries or emergency surgeries or uh, what? What type of operations? I don't I don't know a whole lot about this field. So the majority of them are elective surgeries. So knee replacements, rotator cuff repairs, um, uh, ACL repair. Well, and see, that's kind of the thing is some some of the orthopedic surgeries could be deemed by some elective and others not. Um, But I do see a lot. I do see a lot as well that are, um, you know, ankle fractures uh, because they fell off of something or, a car accident. Like, you know, right now I'm seeing a patient who's just fractured multiple body parts. In fact, I'm seeing three or four actually right now, uh, who have been involved in major accidents and, you know, they've broken both ankles and a wrist and some ribs and Ah. the pelvis and, you know, things like that. And those are emergency surgeries. So I I see it all, um, whatever kind of comes in the door is, is, and that's what I'm, again, I just, I have so many aspects of my job that I like, but I love that I have no idea what's about to what's about to walk in, and that is just kind of exciting sometimes. <laughs> it's like I could I could get a train wreck, and that's what I was about to say. I could get a train wreck, you know, or I could get a pinky, somebody who broke their pinky or sprained yeah, their pinky, know. and I'm going to work on that thing and get it better. Either way, so it's fun. So what's like a like a a dream day of work for you? What what would be the type of help you provide somebody that's just like your favorite? 
I guess you mentioned athletes earlier. Is that yeah. kind of does that generally excite you the most in in your work? Yeah, I, and I, I, that's fun because I think there's two um, spectrums to that. One is the athlete, right? So I'm with a high performance individual, and it's really that last day or that last couple of days where I'm taking them outside in the parking lot. We have a back parking lot, and we're doing like cone drills, and they're like. When putting jumps and cuts and pivots and all these skills all together and they're just killing it and their alignment is good and their biomechanics are perfect and they're and you can see their muscles contracting and they're sweating <laughs> and I'm like, yes. <laughs> and you know, a lot of times I like them to take a video and, and and show that to their friends or show that to the coach or show that to their doctor and, and compare that maybe to the video that we took the first day and stuff. And so that's an exciting day because it's like, you're cutting them loose, you're sending them out. And this is one thing I do is I go see my athletes play as once they're back on the field, they come and they bring me their schedules and, and I go watch them play on the field. And that is so cool. So that's like, that's, that's an awesome day. The, the other part of an awesome day, and this just happened is again with a, a patient that was involved in a car accident um, who had been wheelchair bound for months and um, had a terrible experience, was was way undereducated, was scared to move. Hmm. And I yeah. almost get emotional talking about it because her and her husband came in and they were distraught and stressed and they they were just so scared and and she like i said scared to move scared to move your own body and that first time i got her up and i stood her up on her feet and i and i told her look here's what you can do your body is it knows how to fix itself and i'm just going to give you some pointers here and she takes those first steps and she's crying. And that for me is just, that is an awesome day. And her husband's crying and they're both just thanking me. And, and again, it's not, it's not me. It's the skills I have and it's the situation that presents itself. It's just, I love that I get to be a part of that experience. And, 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 I told them, I was like, look, you guys are thanking me, but I'm thanking you. <laughs> this, is, right. this is amazing. Like I get to be part of this and that's a good day. That's a really good day. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I, I felt what you were saying there in my heart, you know, like you really are doing life-changing work. And for some people I could imagine, you know, if your health is bad, that's all your life revolves around is your right. poor health. And if you lose yes. mobility and you can't use your arm like you were using it or your back hurts, if you have back pain, you can't do anything. All you can do is think about your back hurting all day long. I've been there before and it is no fun. And so for you to come in and provide those solutions, it is literally life-changing. And you do that day in and day out. And if, you know, I, if you've got a passion for it, if that's what you want to do with your career, uh, you know, you're in the right spot and you're going to, you're going to change lives. And so, you know, I'm sure you've changed thousands of people's lives, put a smile on thousands of people's faces and, uh, and, you know, it would be incredible to experience that day in and day out like you do. 
So, and it's, it's such a great service that you provide to others as well. Obviously you're getting paid for it and it's your career, but, but ultimately I think, you know, you as a, as a selfless, you know, humble person, you're really just looking at your job as a service opportunity to, to help people get back to life and get back to what they used to know. It really is. That is, that is very true. My wife jokes that I would do it for free if I didn't have to support our family. <laughs> and being your career, how would you, and you can get as specific or as broad as you'd like with this, but how would you rate kind of the income potential of your career? And this is looking outwards. So maybe for an entry level all the way up to a, you know, 30 years of experience in PT. How, what, what's the income potential there? Yeah. So um, the majority of physical therapists uh, start off in the low to mid 60s, uh, 60,000, um, as far as starting off goes. Uh, depends on the state. I think in Texas, it's close to like 69 and Florida, it's like, or Alabama, I think it was 90. It's kind of weird that it, it deviates that much. Wow. Yeah. Um, and is this just with a bachelor's degree or, or any no. advanced? Yeah. Well, so there's still bachelor's degree physical therapists out there. Um, but no, these are, so you cannot become a physical therapist now unless you have your doctorate degree. Um, so and that is a big problem, and I won't take too much time to explain it, but uh, the amount of pay has not adjusted to the amount of debt that we accrue, uh, <laughs> accrue mm, yeah, uh, that makes in sense. physical therapy. So, I mean, I, it was 30000 a, uh, a year for me for grad school. So, I, yeah. but I, every day I go, eh. I'm doing what I love. <laughs> so I would, I would right. still do the same thing, even though I hate how much debt I have, but yeah. So around, uh, you know, mid sixties to, you know, I guess low, I guess to nineties nationwide. Um, however, the, to, if you ask me the ceiling, it, it doesn't exist because if you put yourself in a situation and that's one of the cool things about physical therapy is there's a chance to grow no matter where you are. Um, and it, it, there's multiple settings, uh, outpatient setting is, you know, what I'll talk about, but there's multiple settings for growth, but, uh, in the outpatient setting, yeah, that you have the chance to do what I'm doing. And that is to, uh, look at growing and opening other clinics and being part of a partnership like I'm part of, which I absolutely love. Cause it means that I get to be a physical therapist and, uh, direct a clinic and, and be part of a business. But at the same time, I, our, we work with a business firm. That's our partnership. And so they do a lot of this stuff, like the credentialing and the law-based stuff and the uh, payroll and things like that, that I don't have to worry about. So I get to do what I love doing. And, and, and you know, that's a big thing. So the ceiling just doesn't exist because if you continue to, to open up clinics and you continue to have success and uh, reach out and grow, then I don't know. Our group, yeah. when I joined our group, we had three clinics. We now have, uh, we now have five. Um, and again, I, I'm partner of one of those. And then he, my boss opened up another one just a couple of years ago, just before we opened up one as well. And he and I have plans to open up more in the future and it will continue to go that way. Yeah, that makes sense. So it it's really 
you're kind of an entrepreneur. I mean, you are an entrepreneur. You're you're opening your own businesses, and I guess you know in that space, you know, I guess you could continue to work for one person, you know, your whole career, or let somebody else kind of manage you as a physical therapist. But taking it to the next level is is you opening up your own clinics and recruiting and getting people to work under you, and that's that's where the ceiling becomes, uh, you know topless so right. to say right awesome well what what type of person um do you think would be interested in in your work and what type of qualities does that person need to have <laughs> to, to want to be a physical therapist so this is hilarious i want you to imagine this like a, a physical therapy um class right so <laughs> There were, like I said, 50 of us, but um, it was so cool to be around 50 people that were like me. <laughs> I, I mean, it was, and we had three years where we were together all day long for three years, you know, but I mean, and, and I don't, we were the same in every way, but uh, definitely interactive um, people, people, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. Ultra- altruism altruism is actually one of the physical therapy um character traits that you know we seek as a profession um to to withhold and that you know putting the interests of others in front of your own and so we're very altruistic people we're very interested in other people and what they need and engaging with them and um seeking out other people's needs i guess you could call us fixers um so you know if you find yourself kind of a a fixer, somebody who seeks out, you know, to, to find a problem, not only just things to do, but people actually, you know, to interact with them in a way that you help and benefit other people. Uh, you might be, want to be a physical therapist, but it was so enjoyable to be together with so many people like that, that just um, loved socializing and interacting and benefiting one another. And, and that was a, one of the cool thing about PT school is everybody was so helpful one to another. I never remember this competitive. Sometimes you hear about this in other graduate schools of like, Oh, you know, shove them all down, put them down at the bottom. You raise yourself up to the ceiling. And we were just like, everybody was pulling together. And so we're a very collaborative people. And I, I don't want to, stereotype or anything like that but it's certainly one of the characteristics that makes us uh who we are uh and in the majority two of our class in fact i I would say oh man i almost everyone if not everyone was very interested in fitness themselves uh healthy you know into health eating properly exercising you know taking care of themselves um, that sort of thing. That was also a big aspect to it. Um, well, it's it's kind of like if you want to go on a diet, and so you hire a dietitian to help <laughs> you out. It's hard to to trust the dietitian if they're obese, right? Right. It's the same kind of idea. If you want somebody to help you, you know, with your body, with moving your body properly, you don't want somebody in there who's got bad habits with with taking care of their body. So that yeah. you know that yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. And I think what you said is all very intuitive once you give it a thought. You know, if you don't like working with people, you're not going to want to see patients all day long. Right. right. It's as easy right. as that. So right. you've got to be a people person. You've got to know how to 
you know, work with people and their emotions in many mm -hmm. circumstances. You've got to be able to read people, understand, you know, what they're going through. Um, often people do their job best if they have been there themselves, right? right. Like psychologists right. who have right. been through depression know how mm -hmm. to help patients with depression, uh, sometimes better than those who have not, you know, right. experienced that scenario and and so maybe it helps if you know you've had a few broken bones and a few injuries and accidents maybe in along your path uh, or you've just seen it multiple times throughout your career absolutely um <laughs> awesome well let's uh let's wrap this up and let me ask you one last question and you know if somebody out there listening to this podcast is is interested and wants to know more about becoming a physical therapist would uh would it be okay if I included your contact info and they could reach out to you directly? Absolutely. That would not be a problem at all. Um, in fact, I, I have students in my clinic all the time. I love having students there and I love seeing their success stories. I have every year my students are graduating from PT school or PTA school or whatever it is. And, and they've been there with me and, and getting the experience and the knowledge all together. And they're part of the experience part of my learning and so i love to interact with anybody who's looking to to go into this because it's going to benefit me as well well that's awesome that's awesome and uh one last thing i don't think i asked you specifically but what what is actually the name of your clinic so we can we can spread the word yeah so our our partnership is us physical therapy we have 550 plus clinics actually more than that um nationwide but our partnership it's not a franchise our partnership is called star physical therapy services and uh like i said we have five clinics here in the area one in copperfield uh one in cinco ranch one in fulcher mine is in katie and then the new one that I just uh, opened up, well, new-ish, about two and a half years ago, is uh, 529 and 99. So it's kind of the Cypress, almost Bridgeland area. We actually call it our Bridgeland Clinic. Okay. Yep. So all located in, in West Houston. Uh, Correct. More or less. Okay. Well, excellent. Thanks for uh, taking time to share with me. I really appreciate learning more about physical therapy. There are a lot of things in there that I had no idea. So <laughs> I learned something and I know listeners will, will learn something from this conversation. Uh, again, thank you so much for your time, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for doing this, Michael. It was a pleasure. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye.